0: No,
1: I never leave it on top. I don't want to touch the trash can. I like that it was open.
0: But first, you also have, like, usually have people with you. So you can easily simply say, would you mind opening that for me and tossing it in? And most I people mean, are going to do that for you. I mean, that's, they would. you know, the people who are throwing roses down at the Grand Floridian for you as you walk in, you should just get them to do it. It's not a problem.
2: It, <laughs> that's, can we just yeah. appreciate how great the Disney fandom is that this is news? I mean, it is. I, was, yeah. I Right. I think I retweeted something, but it as soon as you said it out loud i was like huh all right this is what we do
0: ladies and gentlemen boys and girls we proudly present our spectacular show of podcast magic and imagination full of disney wonder news and pop culture it's the main street Electrical podcast with Jen Novotny and David Dollar. Hey Jen. Hey Dave. It's Main Electrical podcast. podcast. And I guess Woo. we should also say, Hey Jen. <laughs> Jen hey. Coffin. Hey Jen. Welcome, welcome back to the show, Jen Kaufman. She is, of course, a, a former podcaster of a, an award-winning podcast that she finally decided to let go and eventually hopefully Aww. she'll come back. Um, a writer, a blogger, uh, a singer, a Carnegie Hall a veteran, you know, so, yeah, a, a, a woman of many talents. She's been on our show a couple of times. She's been on the Deuce Cats movie show, my movie podcast, several times, and she keeps dodging our calls on that one, so maybe she'll come back. But, um, so, Jen Kaufman, how, how are you? How have you been in the last, I don't know, however long it's been?
2: Uh time is irrelevant now. So I've been <laughs> the same probably. I don't know. I like that you say I'm a woman of many talents, but you have me on this show for one thing. But we'll get there. Um no, I've been fine. You, I I don't know. Nothing's really new. I feel like absolutely nothing changes ever. I'm stuck in well, Ohio. That's it.
0: Well, we wouldn't have, you know, Stacey from us Do Disney, we wouldn't have her to talk about food service or anything because she's very good at what she does. And so that's why we have you on. And I wanted to branch out, but but Jen was like, no, no, she's our Animal Kingdom girl. Let's have her on in Animal Kingdom. And so, honestly, that's really the only thing you're ever going to come on to talk about is Animal Kingdom.
1: Okay, yeah, and, and by your face, I can tell that you totally buy every word he's saying right now. I never
0: do. <laughs> no, no, nor should you. Nor should you. Okay, so Jen Novotny, Jen, how'd you Disney this week?
1: Well, um, I Disney this week by first of all flying home from Disney. Yes, again. Yeah, uh, you were
0: there a long time.
1: <laughs> I was there. Well, then I came home for three days and then I went back. So with for a 40, 50, 60 birthday trip. No, my birthday isn't yet, but it's at the end of the month, and my friends' birthdays were during the weekend I was down there. And so today I'm Disneying specifically by wearing my new shirt.
0: Fun.
1: And it's super cute. Mm-hmm. So um, I've, I've done a lot of Disneying this week.
0: Now you said 40, 50, 60. Is this the game where we get, get to guess which one you're going to be in a couple of weeks? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. I'm going to
0: say, oh, you didn't say 30. So that must be it, right?
1: That's right. Yes. That's right. Yes. I yeah. win. I win. <laughs> I'm, I'm still 29. Oh, wait.
0: <laughs> So I Disney by watching a film that I have not seen before, and uh, a Disney oh. movie that I wanted to see for the longest time and I never got around to seeing it. And this past Saturday was was uh, my dear wife's turn to sleep in. Every Saturday on, usually we take turns sleeping in. One Saturday she'll sleep in, one Saturday I sleep in, and it was her turn. And so I, you know, while the kids watching YouTube, it's eight, eight o'clock in the morning, and I'm kind of lounge in the recliner, and I pulled the iPad up, and I watched 2016's Pete's Dragon. Now, I have seen the original. I'm not a fan of the original. I find it boring. I find it tedious. I think Candle in the Water is one of the most overwrought, wrenching ugh, songs ever. I hear that song, and I'm like, kill me. Oh, my God. However, 2016's Pete's Dragon is delightful. It is wonderful. The graphics are fun. It's got Bryce Dallas Howard in it. Um, I believe uh, Paul Newman is in this movie. No, I'm no, sorry. Robert Redford. Uh, Carl Urban, who you'll you'll know his face if you don't know his name from Lord of the Rings, he's also in several other films as well. It is a wonderful movie because it starts. The movie starts out with with Pete and Elliot in in the woods, and you find out why uh, at the very beginning of the movie why Pete's there. Have, have either one of you seen this film? I have not. My okay, seen
2: the original. Yeah, I've seen the original.
0: You would both love it. I think you really really would, and it's very. It it, which it's, it starts out like showing why he's ends up in the woods. A tragedy happens at the very beginning of the movie. He's in the woods. He lives there for you know eleven years, or whatever, with, with with Elliot, and then he's, they're discovered by the gamekeepers and stuff. And and so there is a whole like you know deforest deforestation kind of element there with one group trying to take the trees down and trying to protect the habitat, but also trying to get Pete to his family and that kind of thing. And and um, it's. There's no sense of tension in this movie that I think kids would be like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to cry because I don't know what's going to happen. It's never too serious. It's fun. It's got some tense moments. It's got a great story to it. I thought it was wonderful. I really, really loved this movie. I kind of likened it to Alexander and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. That which is a delight. Which I love that yeah. movie, too. That's Good such movie. a fun movie. And Pete's Dragon is a lot, a lot like that. And so for anybody with young kids, I think this is an easy movie to watch. It really is. I think there's like one mild cursy word in it. Uh, and that's it. I mean, it's just really simple. And like I said, there's no, there's no sense of such foreboding terror or danger that kids are going to get upset at it. And I just, I really enjoyed it. I really but, did. I, so but
1: I liked the original. So will I like the redo?
0: I think you, I think you'll love it. I think you'll love okay. the redo. Probably much more than the original. I mean, that's really like you saying, mm, I really like the cheeseburgers that come out of the happy meal. Now, will I like this steak from, uh, from LaSalle? Yes, you will. You I mean, will.
1: I don't really like cheeseburgers from happy Meals, but okay. I'm well, a, do a little you, too bougie from that.
0: Well, do you like steak from La Salle? Duh. Well, I problem, had. problem solved. <laughs> Jen Kaufman, how did you Disney this week?
2: I was going to say I didn't Disney very much because, as I said, t- time just keeps going by. But I did remember that my kids have been obsessed with a Goofy movie soundtrack, which is amazing. So basically, mm-hmm. at any point in our day, you can hear blasting throughout our entire house um, any song from there and typically inspires a little sing-along or dance party or so that's been fun. That's a ah. always always time for a goofy movie or a goofy movie soundtrack.
0: It's always fun when you get to see eye to eye with your kids, though. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Saw that movie for the first time last year, maybe. I know uh, because I told yeah. you to. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was great. It's so I, and, good. And it's it's. I, I was afraid it was going to be one of those films that you see as an adult, and when you watch it as an adult versus when you're a kid, um, you don't like it as much because you, you really see it. Like, the Goonies is a great example of this. Yes. I, I love it, The Goonies, as a child, but a lot of adults who've seen The Goonies for the first time, they're like, it's okay. you know. Yeah. I'm that way with the Sandlot. I'm just, it's alright, because I didn't see it at the right time. However, the Goofy movie, it, it, was, it was great. It was a perfect little film. Fun times. So, we're not going to talk about a ton of news this week because we basically dished 30 minutes of news last week, but I did want to mention two things. One, um, I guess we need some sort of official return to normalcy segment announcement because every little little step towards getting back to normal is, one, is added to the bigger picture. And these are little things, but they add to the big thing. Uh, of course, trash cans are no longer propped open. Uh, so mm-hmm. that way you can throw your trash away, which means, Jen, you have to actually touch the trash can to throw your trash away. I don't away. like that. You can't just leave it on top like you want to. You actually have to. Put no, I can.
1: never leave it on top. But I don't want to touch the trash can. I like that it was open.
0: But first, you also have like usually have people with you. So you can easily simply say, would you mind opening that for me and tossing it in? And most I people mean, are going to do that for you. I mean, that's, they would. you know, the people who are throwing roses down at the Grand Floridian for you as you <laughs> walk in, you should just get them to do it. It's not a problem. It. <laughs>
2: That's, Can we just yeah. appreciate how great the Disney fandom is that this is news? I mean, it is. I was yeah. excited. Right. I, I think I retweeted something, but it as soon as you said it out loud, I was like, huh. All right. This is what we do. Yeah. Right.
0: Well, and of course, the signage are off the sides of the trash cans as well. You had these big right. signs about the safety signs and such. And it's like. They're pulling some safety signs down, leaving a lot mm-hmm. of them up, obviously. Uh, but the other one is no more temperature checks. Um, mm-hmm. And to me, that wasn't a huge thing because you really just you stopped for like three seconds. They kind of right. opened the thing up, whatever. We got stopped once going in, I think last September. Our kid was a little overheated. And so they pulled it off, off to the side. We had some water. They had water for us in little, a little shaded tent. They tested it five minutes later. We were fine. So that wasn't, mm-hmm. I mean, it was like one little inconvenience, but it was fine. But the fact that they're not doing it anymore still says to me, okay, they're taking another step towards getting a lot of the stuff away. They're pulling a lot of the stuff down. Universal's already stopped theirs. I think cast members, which is kind of weird that cast members are not are doing temperature checks before the guests right. are stopping it. Because you would think they would want the employees to keep doing it as long as possible. But, right. But yeah, the cast members are no longer doing it. I think the 16th, which is in a couple of days, um, no longer doing temperature checks, which is which is kind of cool. So
1: Yeah something. And
0: and I feel bad for that guy who got arrested at Disney Springs because he refused the temperature check like two weeks ago and he got taken to jail and he's like, if I just waited two more weeks to cause a fuss, I'd be fine. Do you feel bad for him? No, not really. (laughs) Not really. I mean, mean, I'm There are are certain battles that I hear
1: about.
0: It is embarrassing. And there are certain things I I feel I do feel bad about certain guests having not following certain rules. I mean, you know, you have small children that can't wear masks or won't keep masks on, whatever. You feel bad for those kids, even though it's like, okay, you should be testing these masks out before you come. I'm sorry, but, you know, whatever. But the guy who refused to walk through a tent, have a little thing put up to his head, not even touching his head, put up to his head for like two seconds. to have some woman from Advent Health go, "Okay, thanks. And he wouldn't do that. I mean, come on.
1: Yeah. And, and well, you know what? The people I think are just some people are just, Um, they really want to prove their point. I watched somebody flip out in the parking lot of Disney Springs because she didn't want to have a mask on. And mm. it's like, well, you kind of, why are you here? kind of know that that's yeah. a thing? So there's no way that she didn't, right? Yeah. Right. Like, there's no possible way you didn't know. But like, she's like trying to, like, all you people, you just need, to... well, anyway, she was like, spouting out for everybody we're just like keep walking keep walking well,
0: and at this point too you know that you're going to get filmed everybody has a phone right. and you've seen countless videos of people flipping out and you you know somebody holding a mm-hmm. phone up and releasing it on twitter or on TikTok or whatever and so it's almost as if you, you want to be videoed and you want to be out there because you want to be like you said you want to be that person that makes the point and There's you know right. Gets gets famous and it right. just it doesn't work because we mock you because you know you go to a Target you may or may not be asked to put your mask on there is a mask requirement at our local Target and I wear my mask until I see I count two until I see two employees either improperly wearing the mask or having the mask under their their nose or not even wearing the mask when I see that I take mine off every time I've gone to Target the last two weeks I've taken it off within the first three minutes because they don't care either <laughs> so, <laughs> Disney however they do care and you have to wear your mask it's just That's it's all the rest to it so. Um, and until you don't have to wear it, you have to wear your mask. Correct. Uh, and, of course, the big news that dropped last week, which we're so excited about, is the Boobash. Yay! The Boobash. It's going to be a three-hour uh, Halloween after-hours party. The park will close at mm-hmm. eight, or n- 8 or 9, and from 9 to 12, they'll do yeah. the Boobash. And tickets prices haven't been released. I'm hoping mm-hmm. they don't do the $110 like they did before. I'm hoping I it's going to be like not. a $75 after-hours cost like it was you know, for the after-hours events.
1: Yeah, but
0: guess what? I think we would all pay it just to go, you know. So it's going to be the Magic Kingdom on select nights, starting on August the tenth and going through yes. October thirty first. Happy, Happy Halloween! Exactly. And uh, we don't know a lot of details, but there will be character cavalcades. There will be character uh, character dressing, uh, dressing up, and stuff. There will be candy, candy lines. Of course, limited uh, lines to the rides. Um, no report on fireworks or parades. So we'll, we'll see the cavalcades, and uh, it's it's going to be cool. This is this is the not so scary Halloween party of this year frankly i like mickey's boobash better as a title than i do mickey's not so scary halloween party because yeah it just, it's a lot of, it's boobash a very, is cute very cumbersome um yeah. just to say all that i like i like boobash um and maybe in the title of not so scary is to let parents know hey yes it's not so scary you can bring your kids but right. that's why you have a travel agent so that you can tell your kids hey it's fine boobash is good good bring your kids bring your kids. Right. so so are you guys excited about the boobash i mean are, are, are you gonna try to make it
2: I am Absolutely. Excited. Yeah, I I do want to see the pricing because I am a little nervous that they'll take a five plus hour event cost and apply it to a three hour event cost. But
0: mm-hmm.
2: we'll see. And I love yeah. parades, so I'm still I will I would. You're right. I would pay it and I would go. But I still just miss the parades and the well, shows. And-
0: do you like the cavalcades? I mean, are you a fan of the cavalcades?
2: I the first we went back a couple weeks after the park opened last summer, and you know in. 10 minutes the same one comes out I, i'm just done with them i think like right. it's a good idea but uh it's not the same by any means
0: yeah i do miss the festival of fantasy parade and i miss i miss the nighttime parade i know they haven't had that in a couple of years they haven't well had that in a before years, COVID, yeah. but i'm i'm hoping and and i was thinking that maybe they'd have a nighttime parade by the 50th and obviously that's not going to happen this year for the 50th but I would love a nighttime parade again. Bring, bring Spectro magic back, bring up yes. and make it the main street or make it the main street, electrical Spectro magic parade. Just combine the, whatever floats you have left, put them together. Nobody knows the difference. Just bring them in and everybody will go crazy.
1: If there's lights and characters. People are pretty much happy.
0: Yeah, honestly. Yeah. I was going to say you could just do some character. You could do a nighttime character cavalcade and make it by three times as long. And or stretch it out a little farther and people mm-hmm. would be crazy. Go crazy. Yeah. Just have Christmas characters with sparklers. Costumes. Yeah. yeah. You could yeah. have cast members throwing sparklers as fireworks yeah. and they would be ha- I mean people right. just want entertainment. They just they Maybe just they want it. Them. What what I'm afraid of though on the boobash and looking at the times, because I know they said nine to twelve or nine thirty to twelve thirty. The one time I did the after hours event, and I have seen this happen multiple different ways, but the park I think closed for us at eight, 8 o'clock, I think. Mm-hmm. And the, the after hours was eight to eleven. Well, it took a good 45 minutes for everybody to clear out of the park. And so that's 45 minutes of lines I was still standing in. So I still waited like 30 minutes for Space Mountain or something, uh, my first part of the, for the first hour of the, of the, of the after hours event, because people were still hours. in the parks. And I'm like, I paid for this. And why am I waiting so long for this, for this thing? So, so like, you know, I'm hoping that they'll, they'll, they'll close the park because they got to the point, too, where they would close the park at seven and yeah. then start the after hours at eight. And right. so you had that extra little time there. I'm hoping they'll do that this time. If they go nine to 12, I'm hoping they have like an eight o'clock closing, give mm-hmm. everybody a chance to clear out and then have that extra time, whatever, just because it's only, it's only, it's only right for the money you're paying.
2: Yeah. One hour out of three hours. That's substantial. Yeah. That's the, exactly. that's a 30 your time. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, and by the end of it, I was just hopping on everything, but I'm like, okay, I got 20 minutes where I can just write anything I want to and hop right on it. But I got only got 20 minutes left and that, that, that's, that's right. all. So, so that's the boobash. It's
2: hard for young kids, though, that it starts at nine. Like, there are yeah. a lot yeah. of families that would not mm. stay till midnight at Not So Scary, but we'll see. Yeah. It might make it even more fun for the people who do have kids that'll stay up or no kids.
0: Yeah. Right. And, and, and if they make it limited, I do remember that that last hour or so of the After Hours mm-hmm. event, and, and none of you guys went to. I mean, like, the, the, you walk through Adventureland, there's like nobody there. And you yeah. walk through and it's almost empty. And it's just, so it's like, this is, this is mm-hmm. perfect. This is exactly what you want. And I only have an hour left of this. So what do I do? Um, I'm hoping it'll be like that. You know, for the for the boobash as well, they will sell yeah. a very limited amount of tickets, which means they will go very fast, yes. especially on Halloween. So, Jan, it looks like we need an agency fam trip for the uh, uh, for the for the boobash. So make that make that happen. Work on that. Uh,
1: I'll call the bobs.
0: I do need to call the <laughs> bobs, though, because we need to have it uh, like during the weekend. We're all there for the 50th. Make that make that work out.
1: That needs to be one of the weekends. I'm because serious,
0: though. I'm afraid they're not going to do it on the first, obviously. No, and I'm they afraid won't they're not going to do it on the 30th of September because I'm afraid they'll be setting up for the first all night. Which leaves Thursday and that leaves Sunday. And because they're not going to do it on Saturday either. So now I'm nervous as to whether, you know, a bunch of us will get to do it or not. And I'm just crossing my fingers and, you know, maybe, maybe make it happen. Work on this. Work on All
1: right. All right. Yeah. yeah. I'll call the Bobs because, you know, they they call me back so frequently. (laughs) Of
0: course. Call the Josh. (laughs) Josh. Animal Kingdom. And this is what Kaufman called me up about. I was like, I want to talk (laughs) about Animal Kingdom on your podcast. Sure I did. Yep. Just kidding. No, we will. Next time we have I you do, on, Jim, we, we will talk more than Animal Kingdom next time. But we do want to talk about Animal Kingdom and overlooked Animal Kingdom. We, knew, we did this a few weeks ago with Epcot. And we Jen and I talked about just the, the small things in Epcot, the small things that people don't pay attention to or maybe because they want to do all the big stuff. Same thing with, with Animal Kingdom. You go in Animal Kingdom. You want to go straight to, to fly of Passage or mm-hmm. Everest or um, as Jen Novotny would do, it's tough to be a bug. You want to do all those big events and big things that you overlook the small stuff. And mm-hmm. – this is a great time for us to kind of talk about four or five, six of those small things in animal kingdom that, Hey, don't miss these things. These things are fantastic. Yeah. So we'll just kind of open up with the discussion, kind of go around and Jen, no, it didn't have to be any ranking, or whatever, but Kaufman, uh, give us your, your first one on your list.
2: Well, I feel like, I feel like most of Animal Kingdom, most of the reason I love it is just because it is so immersive, not like specific things you can pin down. So I imagine a lot of our lists will overlap. Uh, so I'm trying to decide one that you might not have. But um, I would say one of the things that uh, is a little newer is spending some time in the Harambe marketplace, um, mm. whether you eat or not, looking at the signs. And this is true of all of Animal Kingdom and especially Harambe, Um, But looking at the signs in the wall, because they've obviously, I mean, just as you'd expect, they've done such a great job of um, putting some, you know, things that look like they've been there forever, or things that advertise whatever's going on in this village, and so it's um, there's some really really cool uh, and funny signs and things painted um, all over the Africa section of the park, but especially in Harambe Marketplace.
0: That's a cool little place too. Like all the little food food a food desk or kiosks or buildings or whatever you call it. Um, mm-hmm. And just a neat little place, little area to go and sit. And I kind of wish it was more shaded, which it would be great if it was. But would uh, be amazing. Although <laughs> I, although I wonder if places like that, if they shaded them, if they just knew that everybody would go and sit there and not eat anything, which is why they don't shade them as much as they should, yeah. because that would be your, your shade destination. <clears throat> Jen, what's, what's first on your list?
1: Um, First off, Well, I don't, I, I guess mine are also kind of in no particular order. Right. Just and like if, yeah, things they don't have that to I thought of, yeah. like, yep. it's not like, okay. This is five, four, three, two, one. This is just one of them. Right. Um, I love going over to Rafiki's Planet Yay. Watch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like conservation station. But there's that mural inside mm-hmm. that has, it's it's over a hundred hidden Mickeys.
2: Wow, and mm-hmm. that
1: many. there are a ton and I have found some amazing ones. So I just think that's, that's so creative and it's such beautiful artwork. And I love to sit there and like try to find them. So, and a lot of people, don't take the time to go over there, and mm-hmm. or you know just go for, for the pet or the you know the well I don't know I don't think they're doing the petting zoo
2: it kind is, of thing. it's open again oh, yeah it's, oh is it, it was open our last trip yeah okay and um, they have the animation there as well now I think. yes, yes.
0: yeah is. oh that's yeah that's another one that's good
2: yeah so but not everybody takes the time to go over there so I
1: think that that's just a really neat thing and plus the train ride cool so yeah.
2: well I was gonna say I actually wish that I had known you were gonna go there because from Harame Marketplace that's actually what reminded me to say that one first um, we had friends who we were sitting there and they frequent I mean they go to Disney maybe mm-hmm. not quite as much as me or especially not you but um, yeah. they go often and have gone their whole life and I mean, obviously Animal Kingdom hasn't been open that long but plenty of time I'm sitting back there and the train goes by right by Haramay Marketplace and yeah. one of my friends is like there's a train at this park so I think people don't necessarily even know mm-hmm. it's there or mm-hmm. know what it does so
0: I do. I I completely agree with you. I love the planet watch. And I kind of think that's that's the the Tom Sawyer Island version in Animal Mm, Kingdom. It's something Mm. that people sort of know about, but they don't really know a lot about. Maybe they might see the train or the boat, but they don't really really get on it. But I think it's worth a trip up there, especially in the afternoons. If you've knocked out some of the big stuff and it's the afternoon, it's hot and you're like, Let's just let's what are we going to do? Let's take the train. Enjoy the train mm-hmm. ride up there. Walk around. It actually is fairly shaded up there. There's a couple of places to sit down yeah. in the shade yeah. and things and just to go enjoy. Um, I've got a couple of food items on mine because I love to eat. Mm. And my first one, and this is one that, that my wife, Steph, uh, and myself both just absolutely love. And it's a little place called Drink Walla. And it's hosted uh, hosted by Coca-Cola. It's in between Asia and Africa. As you're walking by, if you're walking from the safari over to Everest, it's on your right side, kind of in a corner of uh, two pathways, kind of tucked in a little corner there. Um, they have frozen Cokes. It's the only place in the park that I know of, and maybe you guys know of another place, but the only place in the park that I know of that has frozen Coca Cola and like the Coca Cola slushies, and they're so good. I mean, it's like it's like a garden variety Coca Cola slushie, but on a hot day and you're like, I well, this too tastes much so Coke, good on a hot day. I've had water, I want something different. It's slushies and she Steph loves Coke slushies. She she gets those when we go to the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, she loves the Animal Kingdom because, you know, we'll go somewhere and she's like, Can I get you to go stand in line for me and get me a Coke slush? Yes, dear. And it's they're so good. That's the right and, answer. And for those of you who are a little, a little more lushy like Kaufman, you can put some alcohol in there. I'm just kidding. We uh, can put, you know, you, uh, you can spike it a little bit or, or whatever. If you'd like, they'll do it for you. Then you don't, you can't bring your own you liquor you into it. Yourself no. Yeah. Uh, so they can spike it for you. Don't, uh, don't bring your own little bottle or Dave whatever. Said but...
2: I could put alcohol in here. Yes. Yeah.
0: Let's yeah. You, you go with that. Go with that. The, okay. Yeah. Let's Josh, see how that works. Josh tomorrow told Jen to tell me to tell you that you can, you know, bring your own alcohol. Uh, no dishwala over <laughs> over Coke by Coke. It's a great little place. And they've got stuff in there too they've got like fruit slushes and things like that Mm -hmm. but i love the coke slushes uh
2: before the after hours events um there was the dvc moonlight magic and the first year (sighs) that that happened it was disastrous it was not fun it was everything closed early i mean i i I, they know about this but and they fixed (laughs) it it's great now but um one time i went down i flew down practically just for that event and uh it was bad and then this one thing made my night better And it is the tree of life awakens show it that on the tree at nighttime. However, I think obviously people walk by and see it. You can't exactly overlook a brightly colored tree of life, but if you stand and watch, there's the vignettes that play like the, the fun videos and music and things like that. And then there's the, you know, it's more of the projection mapping stuff that as soon as that, technology was available and yeah, mm-hmm. places ran with it so the leaves will fall and uh, it's gorgeous but one of the most fun things is watching the carved animals on the tree of life come to life and move. Mm-hmm. and i the same friend that didn't know about the train apparently maybe they need to be more observant which is funny coming from <laughs> i'm not but i was like no, no no seriously it moves and after a while they would just miss it and they're like i think you're Crazy, I'm like I'm not crazy. I promise. They move, like for, yes. I'm not the only person that's seen it. So, but it's it's. I mean, without seeing it in person, mm-hmm. it's hard to describe how cool it is because it truly mm-hmm. looks like the wood on the the bark of the tree comes to life.
0: I have yet to see that show. I, like when they introduced oh, it's it, amazing. I didn't get around to seeing it, and of course, they. I haven't been able to see it in the last year or so since everything's been reopened, and and uh, I I just have not been able to stand and see it. Um, and I keep forgetting it's there, honestly. Sure. Like, I keep forgetting to, to stick around and watch it at night because, you know, when I go in, in the, in the I guess, the, the, the summer times, it doesn't get dark until 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I'm never in an Animal Kingdom until 8 o'clock, or they close early. And so that's why we never get to see it. But I'm, I'm hoping to see that show one yeah, of these
2: days. I think it's really fitting for that part, too, because it's not it's not really – I mean, it's on the map, sort of, but it's not really – there's not times that it starts. It just happens. Um, you don't necessarily yeah. even know. You might watch one little scene and be like, oh, I saw the show, and leave and miss you know there's several different things that happen with it so um i think it is kind of it it fits with that park like it's there and mm-hmm. you kind of have to just stay and experience it and be like immersed in it to really appreciate it i think
0: now can you see it from pretty much anywhere that you have a sightline on the tree of life or is it you kind of have to be towards the front to really catch it
2: the front most i mean it's you'll see okay. some of the lights and some of the effects but it, okay. like the they may do the actual like animated like scenes i'm not sure but i know a lot of this stuff is just in mm-hmm.
1: front. okay
0: good yeah. deal cool jen
2: um well since we're talking about nighttime
1: i'll stick with a the theme jump around here to this one um pandora at night mm. and i think i don't know some people might disagree that it's overlooked but i think as we mentioned a lot of times for people they might leave earlier before it closes because for so long animal kingdom was the park that closed early sometimes now it's open till eight or nine but you know a lot of like even with just post COVID until recently, it was closing at five or six. Right. So you didn't get to see all of the, um, oh my gosh, bioluminescence. There we go. I'm like glow in the dark. <laughs> but I just think, I think it's so beautiful. And there are so many details. And I love how the things light up and they just, they really just go with that entire immersive atmosphere. And then they had those little, they have those little drums there. I mean, not that you can use them right now because of COVID, but some of the plants, you know, they have those little, the drums. So I thought that at night, that was super fun when that was all able to be experienced completely.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, you walk through Pandora and I know originally with Disney, they always have these grand plans of what they're going to do. And then what happens in reality is sometimes not as great. And originally they had even more of the bioluminescence going on, whatever. And now it's just really just, I mean, it's, I guess it's just black light paint. splashed on the floor, but still it looks really cool. It really, really does. Mm -hmm. It has a really great effect to it and everything with the floating mountains and such. And so it does have a a, a really cool nighttime nighttime view there. So I love it. Um, Mine. I'm going to stick with food one more time. My food, uh, my favorite, one of my favorite snacks at all of Disney world is over in Satuli Canteen, which by the way, is a great place to eat regardless. I'm, I'm a guy who doesn't like a lot of, a ton of vegetables and a ton of salad, but you can get like the little, little bowl with the meat and the salad and everything on it. That's delicious. Mm But the blueberry mousse, and I've talked about it on the show before, but the blueberry mousse is absolutely fantastic. It is so good. Um, it's like this this chocolatey mousse with the blueberry coating on top with a little 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 cookie thing on top, whatever, and it's served in a little dish. And it's, it's one of my favorite desserts, and it's one of those places that I will go to Satula Canteen just to have the blueberry mousse. Uh, don't overlook the blueberry mousse. Don't overlook Sotuli Canteen. It's a great place to eat. Um, it is really so, good. So, yeah, I, I, love, I love the blueberry, blueberry mousse. And it's kind of simple. It's a food thing. But, yeah, it's it's the only place you can get it there. And I uh, love it. Love it. Awesome.
2: I think a lot of the snacks at Animal Kingdom are just like everything else. There's not big signs that scream this is a food kiosk, right? Just it's mm-hmm. you to kind of be looking around to really notice these things.
1: Yeah. Agreed
2: we kind of talked about this and Jen is now prepared for it with her background. Um, I think that a lot of people, again, this is sort of like the tree you don't miss the theater or the signage, but I think a lot of people assume maybe the fine finding Nemo, the musical when it comes back is not worth how long it is, or mm-hmm. it looks like a long line or, but it is honestly one of the most beautiful productions I've seen yes. anywhere of anything. It is spectacular mm-hmm. the way I mean, so if you have not seen it, they have, actors whose faces you can see working puppets and the actors who've done this show a thousand times will still are so into it that their tears streaming down their face when they're supposed to be and it's it's, Mm it i love the music i love the visual Mm -hmm. part of it but it's just it's so moving and i think that a lot of people just won't give it the time that it deserves so it's overlooked in that way
0: we had um we had Rob Lott on who is he's a hoop-de-doo guy. He's been in hoop-de-doo forever. Mm-hmm. And of course he's uh, done other things as well. And of course, with his background and hoop-de-doo and all his entertainment stuff and everything, I'm of course asking him questions about Nemo just over and over. I'm like, I want to know about this. I want to know about that. Tell me about this because I it's my favorite show on property. It is, and it's and it really out. is a it, I mean, when I say it's a Broadway style production, that kind of is true because it takes after the Lion King on Broadway, mm-hmm. it's the same kind of puppetry. Uh, and I love the music. We did a musical episode uh, you know ten episodes back where it's our favorite music in the park and my favorite tune in all the park is um just keep swimming from finding Nemo Nemo the musical I love that song I love the soundtrack and yeah I'm really hoping that show comes back soon now just as a side note the celebration of the celebration of the festival of the Lion King has now reopened yes or no it's reopening on the it's
1: reopening there's soft soft
0: opening right now Soft opening. sort of kind of opened right now um and Jen you said you hadn't you did not have a chance to go see it uh when you went
1: I wanted to, so we, what happened is we were like almost on flight of passage and we heard, oh my gosh, people are lining up for the show. And I was like, okay, well, we'll go. Well, by that point the, like, there was the morning show was done. Right. So I asked and they're like, yeah, absolutely. Come back at five o'clock because we have a show at five o'clock, but make sure you line up like an hour and a half early. Well, I had to leave the park by five o'clock to get to my flight. So there was no way I could make that happen, unfortunately.
0: Right. And then I think Coffin, you and I both heard this, probably heard the same podcast talked about it was a 90 minute wait yeah. on uh, at least a 90 minute wait. People were, were lining up for the five o'clock show. They're lining up at four thirty, not getting into the five, but having to wait for the yeah. six because it was just so long to get in. Um, now, I, what I understand, the 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 show is sort of the same. You're missing the tumble monkeys. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still singing oh. on stage and you're missing the circus. So like, like dancing around in the in the air with the, the velvety ropes, things I don't what those are. What are those the called? Soap aerial silk whatever those are called um but (laughs) is there is there is there a term for that kind of dancing like air dancing kind of movement ballet aerial yeah aerial ballet whatever uh that's honestly that's the most boring part of the show for me like i check out during that part of the show i'm just like yeah it's fine i mean just it's it doesn't confused
2: like it is
0: it's just i want to see the tumble monkeys those are my favorites because
2: i got confused when you said it's basically the same show but there are no temple monkeys. And like, so it's not the same. That's show. true. <laughs> it's not <the> same show.
0: <laughs> um, but no, and they don't do the opening where it's like, you guys are warthogs and you guys are giraffes, whatever. I mean, that part's means. fine.
1: Like, whatever. Yeah. That's...
0: Well, I guess they don't want you making giraffe sounds over the person in front of you, you know, whatever. Uh, but I, I think they've separated people out. But yes, it is the celebration mm-hmm. of the festival of the Lion King. Lots of of's yeah. in there because it's not like the, the festival. It's the, it's, like, of- it's the celebration. It's like it's the taste of the Lion King basically is what <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah, yes. But you can't really say that. But it's a step in the right direction. It is it very is. much a step in the right direction. Um, final thing when it comes to purchasing stuff for me, as you're walking through the park, especially when you when when you open when when you open Animal Kingdom, and maybe you've either done Flight of Passage or you're not going to do Flight of Passage right now. As you're walking through, the first two big shops you come to on one side is the Island Mercantile, and the other side mm-hmm. is the Discovery Trading Company. To me, those are two of the best shops on property Mm -hmm. because they're large and there's Mm a ton of stuff. There's shirts and there's there's um, there's kitchen items and there's toys and there's, you know, souvenirs and there's pins. And they used to actually that used to be kind of the pin location. Every park used to have a big pin location. They've kind of waned from some of that now where they don't do pins quite as much, but um, they still have pins there. And that those are just two fantastic shops. I love walking through both those shops. You walk through one walk right across, go to the other. There's a fuel rod station at one of those shops there. Uh, I think last time we went, we had to wait just a few minutes to get in, so it wasn't a mm-hmm. bad wait at all. They have stuff outside as well, and just are don't miss those shops. I mean, y- anything you need, you're probably going to be able to find there, and there's a lot of I think more th- more so than the end of the park, they have a lot of exclusive merchandise to yes, Animal Kingdom because yeah. it's a very themed yeah. animal type mm-hmm. merchandise, conservation merchandise, jungle thing merchandise, wood carvings and things like that. So if you're looking for something really exclusive to mm-hmm. that park, that's a great place to get it because you're going to find yeah. all sorts of collectibles and stuff. So so don't miss the Island Mercantile and the Discovery. Well, you, it's hard to miss them because they're so big. <laughs> right. But don't, don't just walk on. right by but, or on the way don't out. Don't miss going in. No, don't miss going in on the way out. Take an extra, you know, yeah. leave the park 10 minutes early and go through those shops as you're walking out. So they're... They're 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 great great shops.
1: Did you skip me, David? Dolan? I did
0: skip you. I was just thinking that, but I wanted I to like, say wow. I wanted to save the best for last, Jen.
1: Oh yeah, all right, all right. Well, um, I I have a, a couple here, but I'm gonna stick with Pandora for a second and say the baby banshees, mm. and they're very cute. They are so cute, and if and if you don't know what I'm talking about. Well, they do have like little baby banshees in the shop and those are also cute. But up on the floating mountains, if you look up under the clefts of one of the rock, there are some little bitty hanging baby banshees. If you know where to look, and I think that's such a really, really cool detail. Um, somebody pointed them out to me, and now I look every single time. So
2: And I it wouldn't have been missing if it wasn't there. No one would have been like, you know what needs to be there. So okay. they it's just it's just a extra little gem for you to.
1: Exactly, that. and like I and I've been there so many times before I even knew about them, so I feel like that's just something that people don't necessarily, or maybe I just somehow missed it, but
2: that not everybody knows about. that's cute. Um, I will say, I, I guess I'm really on a theme of things you see but don't pay attention to. Um, if you have kids, the Wilderness Explorers program is really mm. fun. Um, they've done a much better job of like having people out there recruiting, so maybe it's not overlooked anymore, but for a long time. People would just sort of be like, I don't know what that is. So I'm going to just walk by and not ask about it, which I get because I'm the same way. But they have the little books where throughout the park there are um, little kiosks or parts of rides where you have to learn something. That's so great. The educational part of it for if you homeschool or want to, you know, pull your kids from school and say you're doing some education there. um, They, go through the park and just learn about different animals and collect these little stickers and learn the wilderness explorers hand signals. And, um, it's really just something I think to keep kids, uh, or it's really nice to keep kids, not just running for the next ride Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. missing the little details that they don't care about, but it really just keeps them engaged, I think. And is fun to learn and fun to collect the stickers. Cool.
0: Jen, you have email.
2: Yeah, it's it's just my reminders. It's not
0: me. All right, Jen, let's uh, let's start winding our list down. Uh, what what have you got left there on your list?
1: Oh, things I've got left. Um, oh, something that actually just this last trip, I I looked at for the first time in a while, and that's the photo ops in Dino Land. They have hmm. all these like kitschy dino statues around like outside the shop as you exit um dinosaur or then even just on the way up to dinosaur they have these little alcoves with like iguanodons and whatever big big dinos but you can do some really fun photo ops there and i think you know if you're just walking by that's fine it does add to the atmosphere but mm. we had a good time
2: <laughs> taking photos of each other there so just looking at all the kitsch in Dinoland is probably yes. overlooked either you walk yeah. past the whole land right. or you spend just a little bit of time in there and move on and but there's so many the license plate fences and all oh, and there's yeah. lots of fun stuff to look Well
0: at. it's 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 quietly an immersive land because there's an entire Mm -hmm. story about Chester and Hester that most people don't understand and don't even know. And so you just walk by and you're like, Oh, there's a bunch of little kitschy things and roadside things and a big dinosaur or whatever. And it's, it's the whole story in very, very brief version is that it's a roadside fair that was set Mm -hmm. up in the fifties or sixties and was really popular, but then the interstate was built and nobody comes there anymore. And so that's kind of how it was set up. And it's, it fits that. And I'm hoping they don't change that. I love the Chester and Hester. aspect. I love it. I, th- I think I think it's great. Um, and Also, another magic shot, too, that people miss. And I, I don't know. Maybe this is brand new. But if, you, if you're at Everest and you walk right across the aisleway, there's like a little step up. And a lot of times it'll say uh-huh. signs. It'll say step up for Photoshop. And they have a magic shot there. You walk up and stand on a little balcony. Oh. And they have the camera across the water. So it's one of those, like, it'll zoom your, your picture and then zoom all the way out and see the whole landscape. Oh, cool. We had that done. Uh, but my final thing on my list here was that because there's no Fast Passes. And I think a lot of us, including myself, have relied on fast passes so long that we forget what the queues look like. Yeah, Everest queue is incredible, and people mm-hmm. have not paid attention. Mm-hmm. People might be seeing the Everest queue for the very first time ever. There is so much story in the Everest queue. Uh, as you walk through because it's telling the story of the Yeti and it kind of builds from the Everest and the, the exploration of the mountain all the way through the mysterious disappearances of the people and they're finding the Yeti. There's the big footprint. And even now, early in the morning, if you go through, I think we went through it uh, a couple weeks ago when we all went, uh, we walked through the, the line pretty fast. You can still catch a glimpse, but sometimes if you're stuck in line. You start looking around. There's all these different scenes as you walk through. There is a lot of story in that queue, and so I invite the audience: if you if you're in Everest, you're waiting in line, and you're kind of walking through the line a little slowly, don't just be on your phone and you know, don't just be talking to whoever. I mean, really pay attention to your surroundings because it's it's one of the most immersive queues on property. It's really really cool. Mm-hmm.
2: All
0: right, Coffin, you get the last word. What what have you got? Uh, what do you got left?
2: Oh, I don't know. Uh, there's, <laughs> well, I have like little things, and one um i'll throw in just as a drive by divine if she ever comes back uh, <gasps> did you guys get yes. to see her when i've seen her there? before yeah so i the, love her you know i don't you just have to google it i guess because i don't know how else to describe other than a person covered in leaves on stilts that came out from the landscaping and surprised people sort of but so i guess that's maybe there are other things um that i had but really i guess that's it just take your time and be just the idea in general of just taking your time there, not running to the light of passage and, um, looking at the weirdest places up on the floating mountains and in the bushes. I mean, I wouldn't suggest Mm -hmm. you just start like scrounging (laughs) through all the landscaping, but like just, there's so much that we Mm -hmm. could never share all of it. So.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, the, the Imagineers went to Africa and studied the villages and, and cities and towns and, and places and bringing those designs back to build Animal Kingdom. So it wasn't as if they just Googled National Geographic and took pictures or whatever. I mean, they actually went there and mm-hmm. studied.
2: And the thatched roofing in the mm-hmm. Africa section. Was it's incredible. People that yeah. do that in Africa. So, yeah, it's really very cool. So I think that that's the reason that I defend Animal Kingdom so much is because it is, I think, the most, um, like uniformly immersive part very cool well and next oh, time yeah. we
0: have you back on it'll be more than just animal kingdom because i think we want to do overlooked orlando fun spot and so oh, we'll sure. talk a little bit about I that
2: and yeah. try to find it in <laughs> 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 I'll Google
0: it. so make sure we overlook gatorland which will be fun we'll, we'll do all the little uh, is like a sub podcast jen that we that can do a different expertise. podcast that is my
1: expertise is yes a, yeah a, i mean i, I think it would be huge we'll that would just a, be hugely I've popular been to.
0: We'll do the I4 Electrical Podcast. That's perfect.
1: I mean, who wouldn't want to listen to that?
0: Right? I would listen to that. Probably not.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Podcasting retirement. (laughs) See?
0: (laughs) Often hosted. We can guest on it. I love this idea. Run with that.
2: Wow. I'll see what I can do.
0: So that is your overlooked Animal Kingdom. And, of course, we've, we've all got lists that we could keep us here for the next you know two hours and just talk about Animal Kingdom. But I think those are some great spots to, to start with and kind of keep your mental list as you walk the Animal Kingdom and look around and see some of these things and do some of these things and try your Coke Slushy and uh, while you're enjoying Finding Nemo, Nemo the Musical, hopefully when it reopens and hope maybe you can catch Divine and all that good stuff. Uh, Jen Novotny, where can we find you on the interwebs?
1: on the interwebs you can find me at upon the star jen and um also my personal instagram is at jen underscore novotny you can find me those places and uh when i'm traveling i post a ton when i'm not traveling i post
0: so you post a ton because <laughs> you're traveling not when quite are you- yet okay so when are you going to be back at disney world again like the next time you stepping foot in disney world where Ooh. i think i'm guessing next thursday i think coffin was guessing probably the saturday after next
2: I was thinking it was this afternoon.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. You're right.
2: Oh, I mean, I wish. Uh, Actually,
1: as of right now, my next scheduled one is not till September. What?
0: Oh, you'll you'll find your way down there. Uh, I like.
1: I mean, it's very possible I'll find my way down there. But you're you're going to call
0: me up and be like, "Hey, we're recording tomorrow, right? Okay, so I'm I'm leaving tomorrow afternoon to go down to stay like two nights at the Grand Floridian and then a night at All Star Sports. So can uh, can can we, you know, and we'll have to change your schedule around to fit your schedule, which is fine, my queen. Whatever. (laughs) (sighs) I can throw rose petals through the, through the, through the airwaves. I would. As you
1: should, as you should
0: <laughs> find me <laughs> online at uh, magic on a dollar on Facebook and Disney on a dollar on Facebook as well. Find me on Instagram at the magic on a dollar. Those are the places to go, to go and uh, hunt me up there. And of course, Jen Kaufman, where can we find you or Hi. should we find you?
2: Yeah, you, you can, I don't mind, but it's not very exciting. If you want to read and i ever post more again, I do have some evergreen stuff at delightful.life. Um family travel disney stuff family entertainment um then instagram jennifer kaufman and jn kaufman on twitter yep
0: don't uh, and don't overlook jennifer kaufman's writing she's got a lot of great stuff on her website I've, I've toured that website a couple of times and and searched up some articles here and there and there's a lot of good stuff there a lot of informative stuff she's a mom of six seven whatever and so she's got the kids experience by the way your girls are so old they really I are. I see the pictures, and I'm like, "How is this ha-? like teenagers next month?" When I met you, what? they were like wee little children, and now they're like grown, and I don't understand how time happens. And just like, I don't either.
2: Because either. we're all still the same age.
0: We should be. Right. Yeah, it's no, ridiculous. Teenagers.
2: When yes. they were born, I was like joking about that day. When I have twin girls that are 13, I'm going to ship them somewhere, whatever. And I'm like, "That's next month. I better figure it out." <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I love them. But it is crazy that it's already that that's possible.
0: That's a a good way to put it. I'm just kidding. I love them. But dot, dot, dot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's. that's parenting I was going to say that is a parenting book right there don't forget to find us at the MSE podcast that's the phrase that pays and magic and fun find us online at the MSE dot com all of our show notes and see all the all the stuff there all the guests we've had including Miss Kaufman. she'll be on the sidebar there you can click on her lovely face and find all the shows she's been on and get her information from there also find us on the MSE podcast on Twitter and on Instagram and on Facebook as well plus the MSE podcast at gmail dot com we would love to hear from you as we hopefully will have a question and answer show coming up pretty soon and of course we'd love to hear your feedback just how the show's going don't forget to go to iTunes Spotify and all those places where you can give us ratings we'd love the five star rating is the most magical of stars we would love that if you could stick that on there for us and give us a great review we'd love that too and uh, so yeah thank you so much for joining us here <laughs> on the mainstream electrical podcast we'll be back next week uh, with the more magic and more things to talk about and so until then don't forget to thank your Phoenicians
1: Thank you for listening to the Main Street Electrical Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The MSE Podcast. Or visit our website at themsepodcast.com.
2: Be sure to subscribe. And may all your wishes come true. Beep,
1: beep. (laughs) Ha 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 ha!